0: Hi and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today I'm going to get a little controversial and talk about tipping and tipping history. According to USA Today, based on our research, the claim that tipping became popularized by restaurant owners who didn't want to pay black workers after the passage of the 15th Amendment is generally true though more context is helpful. USA Today continues. Tipping in America began before the Civil War, but afterward, it is true that employers in the restaurant industry, railroads, and more use the practice of tipping as a way to keep wages low. Formerly enslaved black people worked in many of those jobs. Time magazine wrote, Wealthy Americans in the 1850s and 1860s discovered the tradition which had originated in medieval times as a master serf custom, wherein a servant would receive extra money for having performed superbly well on vacations in Europe. Wanting to seem aristocratic, these individuals began tipping in the United States upon their return from Europe. Time Magazine continues, at first, most diners were largely against it, deeming it both inherently condescending and classist. How could poor Americans be expected to pay for their food and then add a tip on top? In fact, there was so much anti-tipping traction that in the 1860s, the attitude spread to Europe. That's one reason why there's no tipping expected at most European restaurants today. And the article goes on to say, After the Constitution was amended, in the wake of the Civil War, slavery was ended as an institution, but those who were freed from bondage were still limited in their choices. Many who did not end up sharecropping worked in menial positions such as servants, waiters, barbers, and railroad porters. These were pretty much the only occupations available to them. For restaurant workers and railroad porters, there was a catch. Many employers would not actually pay these workers under the condition that the guest would offer a small tip instead. And that ends the quote from Time Magazine. There's a whole bunch more articles that discuss the origin and of tips, most of which relate tipping as a practice to keep wages low for the less educated and less skilled workers, which in turn creates more profit for the companies from the wages that they save. After all, tip wages is a sub-minimum wage, and they are legal in almost all the states. There's only a handful of states in the U.S. that ban tip wages or ban any kind of sub-minimum wage. So how does that make you feel about continuing the practice of placing a tip jar on your food truck? In every instance... I can find around the world, tipping is used to bolster intentionally low wages of the staff or added into pricing, and that additional price is understood by the patrons. And yes, there are exceptions. There's going to be some countries where they don't do tipping at all, and there's going to be other countries where they do tipping just like the U.S. Here's something to think about. In Japan, tips are refused because their culture expects good prompt service as a part of daily life, and it's not to be rewarded because it's the expectation. I personally have never put out a tip jar, never did it until 2010. So, for the first 28 years of my food vending career, I never had my hand out begging somebody to put some money in it. I only put out a tip jar in 2010 because I hired two people that said, Hey, we can get tips. Let's put out a tip jar. And I said, sure, let's see what happens. The tip jar really didn't cause any kind of massive increase in their quote-unquote free money because my guests were already accustomed to not paying tips. The only money that ended up in the tip jar would be the change. So we got a lot of coins. And in 2010, credit cards still weren't a big thing. They were on the move upwards. And we very rarely got somebody adding a tip to a credit card. I know it's much easier to do a credit card tip now. The best tip any guest can give to me is to come back tomorrow. In fact, when someone says, hey, dude, where's your tip jar? I would say, save your money. Come back tomorrow. That's my favorite tip. Because that little tiny bit of change or that couple of bucks they throw in the tip jar is not as much profit as I would make the next day when they came back and spent more money. Now we had a discussion on our Facebook group about auto gratuity on catering and other single payer invoices. So let me share some more history. Auto gratuity, whether it be fifteen or twelve or eighteen or twenty, it became a common practice at the demand of restaurant servers. And why you ask? Because servers depend on tips, their sub minimum wage pay. So they need tips just to be able to pay their bills. Now, if you worked in a restaurant any length of time and you did table service as a server, you know you can make the most money possible with something that's referred to as a table turn. A table turn is when the guests come in, sit down, order, eat, and then leave. And then somebody else comes in, sits down, orders, and leaves. That's a table turn. The more of those you can do per hour, the more money you can make per hour. But when big parties come in, and that's where the auto gratuity comes in, the big parties come in, they tend to sit and chat and take up time. And they don't order and move through the order process as quick as a normal table of two to four people. So now the server is being worked even harder. They have to run back and forth more frequently because they can't carry all the food at once. They have to get assistance from other servers, and now they got to share the tips that come off of that particular party. Plus, they can't depend on table turns because again, a huge bunch of people sit and take up time. Who benefits from that? The restaurant owner, because once they cook all the food, now they don't have to worry about cooking more food because people are just sitting. They're not ordering more food, so they can send their kitchen staff home early if they want, or start on pre-close early, or start doing other activities to get themselves being more efficient in the back of the house while the front of the house looks super busy and super packed but no one's ordering food so the smart servers said hey we're not taking any parties because i don't make as much money so the restaurant owners didn't want the the big parties to be waited on by the weaker servers who couldn't handle it so they said hey we'll throw on a gratuity an automatic gratuity somebody comes in with more than six people or more than eight people or more than 10 people because it takes up multiple tables and when you have multiple tables being taken up you don't have table turns So the servers don't make as much money. So the restaurants started doing that to keep the best servers wanting to take the big parties. So now let's talk about tips specifically on a food truck. And let's compare it to a restaurant. So when we go to sit down in a restaurant, the staff does everything for us. They fetch the drinks. They deliver the food. They check on you. They clean up after you. They bring all the extras you demand. When they come to the table, say, is there anything else I can get for you? You say, hey, I need some extra ketchup. So they walk back to the kitchen, get that souffle cup full of ketchup, bring it out to you, set it down. And, of course, out of habit, they say, is there anything else I can get for you? And you feel obligated to say, well, of course, I need mustard, too. I need tartar sauce, too. So now they're walking back and forth. So, yeah, you should be tipping them because you're engaging them in doing work because you couldn't think about ordering all of your food at one time. You couldn't think about, hey, I need extra mayonnaise. I need extra mustard. I need extra ketchup. Could you bring those to me when you deliver the food? And then, of course, they're filling up your drinks. They're cleaning up after you. A lot of parents, when they get that high chair, and they usually have a little cracker set they give you. So they give the kids the crackers. They open up the package, let the kid eat the cracker. And what do the little kids do? We've all done it. They crumble up the crackers and throw them up in the air like it's confetti. The parents laugh and go, oh, it's so cute. And they take pictures of it and they show it off on their Facebook. And then they get up and leave and leave cracker and crumbs everywhere. So the server has to spend more time cleaning up after you. So yeah, they deserve a tip because you're engaging them in work. Now let's compare that to when they come to a food truck. They walk up to the window as a guest and say, hey, I want some food. You turn around, start cooking the food. Then you turn back around, shove the food in a bag and say, here you go, have a nice day. Exactly what did you do extra for them that deserves a tip. You're not following home to clean their tables. You're not following behind them to sweep up any dirt that they disturbed. You're not doing anything extra except what they were paid to get, which was food. The cooks in a restaurant don't get tipped. The servers do because the servers typically make less than minimum wage. And they do a whole heck of a lot more running back and forth at the demand of a guest. Food trucks don't do that. But yet food trucks stick out that jar because they don't manage their expenses well enough and they need that income from the tips just to pay the bills. You know, I'm the owner, I'm gonna take some money, and here, here's a little little pittance for you out of the tip jar, because you know, you took an order or two. Thank you, have a nice day. That's not how tips were meant to be done. And honestly, it's not why we should be doing tips at all. So service fees, auto gratuity, tip jars are just a way to add unnecessary costs to a guest or to a party or to a catering. Think of it this way. I'm going to ask you this question. I want an honest answer. If you set up on a daily basis, who's paying your setup fee? You still had to drive the truck. You still had to do food prep. You still had to do all the things necessary to be able to cook food. So who's paying the setup fee? When somebody comes up and says, hey, I would love a hamburger, and you say, not a problem, it's going to be $10 plus there's a $1 setup fee. Do you do that? No, you don't. So why, when you do a catering, do you say, I need a setup fee? Weren't you going to be set up anyway? They just offered you an opportunity to work and make easy money, and you say, hey, I ain't need any setup fee. I need a travel fee. What were you going to do if they didn't come to you in the first place? We're just going to sit at home and do nothing. How much money do you make when you sit at home and do nothing? So somebody presents you with an opportunity to make money and you go, well, I got to charge you a setup fee. You know, there's wear and tear on my truck and there's gasoline and my tires and the oil. What were you going to be doing anyway? All of that stuff gets fit into your menu pricing. There's no need for a setup fee. There's no need for any fee that you put on a catering ticket. There's no reason for it. Charge a fair price for your food, charge a fair price for your labor, and be done with it. Any fee that you add on is a negotiation point. Don't set yourself up for that kind of failure. Now, here's one more reason that you don't want to mess with tips. And if this one doesn't get you understanding the problem with tipping, nothing will. The biggest reason I personally do not like tips is taxes. And my responsibility as a business owner on every single tip. Remember that little tip selector on your POS you thought was so cool when they added? Hey, you can do 10%, 15%, or you can set it to weird numbers. I saw somebody the other day it had 17% and 23%. You can set it for whatever number to get that auto gratuity. Make it easy. Push a button. And you're going to give me more money for having done nothing extra for you. Guess what you just did? You just created a paper trail for the tax man on your business. Anytime that you collect a tip as a credit card, as cash, as any other method, cryptocurrency or whatever nonsense is out there, you also become liable for the taxes. You are required as employer to withhold income taxes FICA taxes on tip income from their paycheck. So if an employee of yours gets a 100 bucks in tips, you have to withhold that federal income tax. Probably your state income tax, too. I live in Florida. We're smart. We don't have income tax down here. And then you have to do the FICA tax. You have to withhold that from their paycheck on the tips that they earned. And you know how much they earned because your tip jar is sitting out there, and I can guarantee you as owner, you're counting it. I can also guarantee you as owner... You know what the POS report says your tip collection was. So now you're responsible to pay the taxes. But guess what else you're responsible for? The FICA match. The employee has to pay the 6.35% or what, 75%, whatever it is nowadays. And then you have to match that. Where's that come from? Oh, crap. It comes out of your expenses. It comes out of your income. So you still think it's a good idea to sit out that tip jar? You're lowering your profitability by having a tip jar out there. You are responsible for the taxes. You're responsible for the FICA match. You, as an employer, must include tip income and withholding in all payroll tax reports. That's Form 941, that's the quarterly, and then Form 940, that's the annual tax reports. You must make payroll tax deposit as required on tip withholding and the FICA taxes. A tip jar creates more paperwork. Tips on your credit cards create more paperwork. Keep things simple. It's a food truck. Price your food to be profitable and don't worry about begging. Like I always say, it's your business Run it however you see fit. But honestly, sometimes it just pays more to listen to somebody with experience than it does to follow the crowd and do what everybody else is doing. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. And guess what? I pay taxes on that support, just like you guys should be paying taxes on the tips. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We've got a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They all got your back when it comes to helping you and your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.